Welcome to Unmistakably Star Wars, your source for a high-quality, informative, and entertaining look into the Star Wars galaxy. So strap yourself in, because here's where the fun begins. So I'm cruising through my uh, my feed the other day with all kinds of goodness that just is thrown in there from all kinds of genres and areas of life. And some of it's Star Wars, obviously, but some of it is just other random stuff. And I came what? across this, Jeremy. I don't know if you saw this in your feed or not, but there's a gentleman in the UK yes. who has created a life-size realistic dinosaur that he has placed <laughs> placed in his front yard that. that happens to be on the street side. Those damn kids. I, I know. Talk about stay off my lawn. But um, So here's my question. And Bex, I'm going to throw this at you. If you could have any life-size character from Star Wars on your front lawn, what, what life-size character, alien creature, would you want to throw out there between you and your view of the beach? Um, I would want a life-size AT-AT. Ooh, a life-size wow. AT-AT. Say more. Why that? Because it could double as a playhouse for my son. He could just climb up and disappear in there for a while. <laughs> I like that. Um, my only problem with that, Bex, is you described it as an AT-AT, not an AT-AT. Oh, wow. So, um, oh, wow. Minus for that. Minus for that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eve, how about you? What What would suit a salty <laughs> Philly native uh, in the front yard? That obviously has to be weather compatible since you have all four seasons in Philadelphia. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry if I steal your thunder, but Tauntaun was the first thing. Ah, that came mind. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing, especially yeah. in the cold Philadelphia winter. You just go inside. Wouldn't that freak kids out if you actually had like split <laughs> open and like kids are walking oh home from gosh. school? Just like, hey, kids, I'm just trying to stay warm right here in the <laughs> intestinal cavities of the Tauntaun. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Jeremy, thoughts uh, on this? Rancor. Rancor? Just sitting there oh, just yeah. the hell out of everybody yeah, in the neighborhood. I like that. I like that. Like, get those kids yeah. off my no freaking No one comes lawn. to your house for trick I hope not. No oh, one good. with sound effects. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. I, yeah. Would it move? Oh, it has to. It has Animatronic. To. Now, will you will you wear the loincloth? Like, <laughs> I will. I will. What's his name? Dorian Guard. What is his name? I should know the name uh, off the top of my head. I'm gonna let you look that up. I'm gonna. I gosh, this is tough, right? I, I think there's part of me that if I could have like an outdoor aquarium with a diagnoga in it from like the trash compactor. Oh. Oh, can, that's, that's very Monterey Bay Aquarium esque feel vibe to it. it. Is. Yeah, it's on, it's on topic. Yeah, otherwise maybe uh, maybe some banthas. I don't know. We have to see. We have to see. His the name's Malakili. Malakili. Yes. All right. So Jeremy, you will take on the part of Malakili with the loincloth. And yes, yes, I, I like that. Okay, yeah. it's settled then. I'll, I'll cry on cue. Okay. Just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my wedding night. All right, Tauntauns. <laughs> Welcome to episode 176 of Unmistakably Star Wars. I am oh your curator Lord. of content for this evening's journey. My name is Devin Clever, and joining me in the Star Wars, in the Unmistakably Star Wars, we haven't quite upgraded to the Star Wars headquarters, <laughs> but one day in the Unmistakably Star Wars headquarters in the San Francisco Bay Area, the one and only fun, Auntie Bex. Hey, guys. 
also, it's like two for one, double shot happy hour. He's back. <laughs> the original big deal. The one and only Mr. Jeremy Scott. Yeah, I was driving by. Just ah, appreciate stop. it. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. Out shopping for loincloths. That's yes. awesome. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, all sorts of things in Santa Cruz. Oh, right? my goodness. Yes. <laughs> the loincloth is the least of them. <laughs> As always, bookending these lower uh, contiguous 48 states, the one and only Salty Philly, Eve. Hey, everybody. So listen, we, we are fast approaching this little this little uh, get-together, this little shindig called Star Wars Celebration. And, of course, we're going to talk about that and some of our feelings about what's going on with Star Wars Twitter and Star Wars Celebration. Isn't that a dumpster fire we'll have to touch on? <laughs> oh, but before we get there, we've got some news items. I don't know if, if you're familiar with some of these things, but we got a little glimpse into the Benioff and Weiss um, trilogy that yeah. we're, we're going to expect down the road a long, long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We'll talk more about that. And then eh, there's a little play on Yoda's words from Empire Strikes Back. Do or do not, there is no cry. We'll talk more about that in the news. And then is there a fox in the hen house? Uh, indeed, there is. And we're going to talk about that. And then, as I mentioned, um, we are going to... Of course, talk about our tips, our memories of past celebrations, what we're looking forward to for this celebration. And then our very own Carl Hassler has got a little update for us regarding his Imperial March Madness bracketed tournament. If you're not already voting on the Twitter, you need to jump on and do that. It's been pretty fun. All right. Stick around, Tauntauns. The news is coming up. Number three. It is official. Disney has gobbled up Fox like a Pac-Man gobbles up a dot. <laughs> wow. I know, right? <laughs> it's all about nostalgia tonight. Yes. Um, wow. Listen, at, at first we, we thought this is good. A lot of people thought, oh, maybe, maybe we get the original 1977 not messed <laughs> with <laughs> film. No. Bex, why no? <laughs> they don't own it. They do now. They own Fox. Oh, that's right. They own Fox. <laughs> See how that works? You buy a company for a couple billion. You I own the went, movies. I thought it went to TBS. Oh, TBS. Um, no. <laughs> TBS had broadcast rights. Ah. And okay. even then, it was, the, it, was the, it was the perverted version. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I still it's think they're going to hold, so, hold on to it. You know, but See, here's the thing, though. Jeremy, jump in here, though. Yeah. Do, do you think that, like, tell me that wouldn't make millions of dollars if they were to re-release the would, original sure. not- with cut of Star Wars. <laughs> All right, Eve, you got that one, right? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, you know, I. It would make a ton of money. Yeah, I, I, my guess is that there is some sort of in the process of selling the company. Yeah. To Disney. Yeah. I bet there was like some something in there that you'll never show that the the original cut. Yeah. Um, you know the special Lucas is like special edition is the edition. Don't. But I don't know what it means now that Fox has been acquired. If like, right, you know, I'm altering the deal. Yes, you know? exactly. So, <laughs> and I, I pray they alter it some more. Yeah, I, I think there is. I. It's interesting. I think there is a segment of fandom that is that saw the original, like the original when they were kids. We call know, them or, true fans. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, right there, oh, no. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> podcast app. Click. What iPod's being thrown out the window <laughs> on the freeway. <laughs> um, obviously, there's a group of fans that are like, "Yeah, I want to see it. I want to go back to that yeah. time." You yeah. know. And then uh, what's funny is I think there are fans that you know haven't like 
you know, sought it out online, right. you know, right. in the, the dark web or yes. on YouTube. <laughs> you know? and, and I, I think they're... On one hand, we've got Rush <laughs> with democracy. On the other hand, we've got Star Wars people trying to find the original cut. There's another one. <laughs> that balances out. That balances out. Yeah, I think, I, I think that there's people that are curious. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah. You know, they're used to, you know, the special edition of 97. And, right. And then again, Blu-ray 2011. The very special edition. Yeah. The very, very special so, edition. <laughs> you know, why not? You know, but, yeah. but I have this odd hunch that we're never going to see it. Eve, do you think that when it comes to that original cut, do you think mm. that people who have never seen it would actually be shocked and almost disappointed <laughs> what they saw? I don't know. I, I, I have seen it. Yeah. But I don't remember it. Mm. Because I was five. Mm. <laughs> and then the next time I saw it, it was, Especially. you know, all the all CG was just lumped and thrown in there. Yeah. And, and it was jarring. I remember feeling jarred by it. Mm. And my sister sat next to me and was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and, and I was like, well, I, what was supposed to not be there? You know, so yeah. it was very confusing. Mm. I think... If somebody didn't see it and then they, I, I don't know, I'd be more concerned with how the quality of the film as a whole looked versus just the CGI because of, you know, just being so old. Yeah. The grain, the grain of the film and yeah. everything else is deteriorated. Well, there's certainly some additions floating on the interwebs. The the Harmy edition, for those of you that want to search that out, is painstakingly pieced mm. together yeah. by a group of dedicated fans, and it is a, a Blu-ray... edition. Yeah, yeah. The Blu-ray quality, <laughs> but the, the original cut, cut as close as they could get it. Bex, I'm curious, from your perspective, um, is part of the backlash with this special edition and the very special edition and the complete extended special edition, <laughs> is part of it is because... Is there backlash because the CGI just doesn't hold up? Is it is it not so much mm-hmm. about CGI, but it's about the CGI just doesn't hold up as, say, the prequels? Um. No. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to go. Wow. Well, I'm trying to, like, piece thoughtful. this together in my yeah. brain. Yeah. I warned you that I'm not firing on all cylinders. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we never are here. That's true. Um, so you all should be used to this. No. I think... Most of the backlash comes from the fact that George Lucas is on record of saying that once you put something out, you no longer own it and you can't modify it. Mm. And then mm. he went back yeah. and modified it. Yeah. So I think that's where most of the backlash He lies. literally reached into the kid's trick-or-treat bucket and pulled the candy back out. Right. Yeah. Chewed on it a little yeah. bit. Put it back yeah. in. Yeah. And how you like me now? Pretty um, much. <laughs> I think that's where a yeah. lot of the backlash comes from. Okay. I... I won't push against that. I also think that, like, the CGI itself, it just, it just doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to even say, like, for its time, for 1997, okay. But that's also around <laughs> the same time that we had Titanic, when that was pretty well done. Granted, it was dark because it was at night. But um, <laughs> a lot of that also seemed kind of <laughs> needless placement, right? When we, all of a sudden we've got, like, three, like, a herd of dewbacks in the background going across the Tatooine Ooh, Desert. Yeah. Right. Um, we've got, mm-hmm. Who could forget the, the uh, land speeder skipping across the sands of Tatooine? Um, <laughs> Jeremy, let me ask you this, though. Yeah, yeah. If they choose not to reissue it, make it available. Do you think, A, it's because George Lucas is still alive? (laughs) (laughs) I I do think that. That's part of it, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And and two, can we expect, now that the saga is apparently coming to a close, we're going to get a one through nine 
box edition, and might that have it in there Ooh. as part of it? Well, I mean, the answer is like, yes, there will be a one through nine sure. boxed edition. Let's make some more money. <laughs> right, you know, right. Yeah. They'll do that. Yeah. Um, it's really going to be fascinating what the special features are because yeah. when Lucas was running the show, I mean, he was, I wouldn't say completely transparent, but like, my goodness, some of the stuff that they put on the, like, for example, the prequels, yeah. DVDs, like, yeah, there's some amazing, the beginning documentary. Most yeah. Star Wars fans say that that, the beginning documentary, yeah. is one of the best Star Wars documentaries made. Yeah. I mean, it really, mm-hmm. and it showed some, like, really, unflattering moments yeah. of Lucas in the creative process, right. which I adore him for that. Like, yeah. I, I really mm. a, a, admire him yeah. for just saying Agreed. Oh, sure. So what will Disney allow to be on? Yeah. You know, because they got to uphold their image, right? right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated. I would hope we get to see some things on it that, yeah. that maybe we wouldn't mm-hmm. expect. Right. Maybe that original cut. Or maybe sequences. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know. It, it, I think it will be interesting. I, I don't think that we're going to get it, whether yeah. it's a standalone or part of a, a box set, which is unfortunate. If they Disney has this idea of like putting things in the vault, I think yeah. that's safely sitting in the vault right next to Song of the South. Um, <laughs> never to see daylight again. It won't show up. It won't show up. And Eve, let me ask you this, though, because while a lot of people have said, ooh, what this could do for Star Wars and for that matter, some of the other projects that have been under the Fox banner. Here's one of, I guess, the drawbacks of this. And, and let me mm-hmm. throw it to you to see you just your response. It's been said that because of this buyout, that there's going to be somewhere between two and 3,000 jobs that go away mm-hmm. as a result of this consolidation. Wow. So mm-hmm. not only are folks losing jobs, but we've just made the world's largest media company mm-hmm. a bit more bloated. So when it comes to that, do you think that this actually is not such a good thing for, not just for Star Wars per se, but just for movie audiences in general? Are we we risking having diversity of ideas and themes and films by simply putting everything under a a Disney umbrella? Mm. Do we risk diversity? No, I don't think... I don't think diversity is at risk here. I think the only drawback to this entire deal is the loss of Mm. jobs, Mm -hmm. without a doubt. Mm. I think (laughs) my main comment when I saw that this was our news story was just the empire grows. Mm. It's (laughs) true. It's expanding. It's true. And and I'm not – listen, I'm not a Disney shill, but Mm. I I, I love Disney Mm. and I love what they put out into the world and the messages that they promote for the most part. I can't think of one thing that I'm like, oh, that that sucked. That's Mm. not – I don't resonate with that. It doesn't touch me on some relatable level. Mm. I, they they have their hands in every possible mm-hmm. <laughs> basket, bucket, just it, everywhere. And I think that it's been going on far longer than this merger. Mm. And for the most part, I, I've been very happy with my cinema experience over the last decade mm-hmm. and and two decades since beauty and the beast really in 1991 <laughs> wow like, yeah and that was the turnaround point for disney i mean they were on the cusp of going out of business yeah, and that trouble. movie saved it yeah. yeah yeah so this is just i'm i stand behind that kind of massive conglomerate decision i hope that it yields fantastic results across the board mm. I'm with you. Bex, you want to add anything to that as far as what we might see trajectory of overall movies going in any one particular direction or 
for that matter, narrowing the thing. I, I'm curious because it it's great for many reasons that Disney is going to gobble up Fox. Mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, but and Jeremy, you Fox. touched on this, mm-hmm. Disney is especially picky about what they're willing to put under the Disney banner. And I'm I'm wondering mm-hmm. if there's going to be less risk-taking or less certain types of genre or ratings of films, film ratings, that are going to kind of go to the wayside unless Disney's willing to go, eh, our Fox wing, that's where all of our R-rated stuff will be located. <laughs> I yeah. think it's going to be more that where they push more of the independent, more yeah. of the um, rated R, whatever it is, more of the iffy, touchy yeah. subject matter. Yeah. Where I mean, why not put it under the Fox sure. label? People hate Fox anyway, so <laughs> why not give them just another reason? Bam. <laughs> Said like a Californian. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. I think we're going to still have just as much diversity with the merger. Okay. Um, and I think Disney will probably... I think it'll help clean up some of the things that are coming out of mm. certain studios. Mm. But I think <laughs> it will also... Um, expand and give maybe some um, independent projects that didn't wouldn't have been able to see the light of day if they had gone through Fox and different mm. things because there isn't the money there. Yeah, kind of give them the ability to be made. Yeah, well, which brings mm-hmm. up an interesting point. We did an episode of Star Wars on Tap a couple weeks ago, and one of the gentlemen that was on that episode talked about he he's actually he was the the lead makeup and special effects supervisor for the Mandalorian. And one of the things that that he had said in the interview, which I found so compelling and yet not surprising, was that so many hands and ideas are on top of, like, what gets produced and put in a film, whether it's a creature or a costume or whatever else, that Mm. so much of it is, as he put it, like building a a horse by committee, which you typically end up with a camel when you do that. (laughs) Right. And, (laughs) And so it'll be interesting to see how the merch side of things happens mm-hmm. jeremy even if they're throwing all of those r-rated things under the fox banner sure. and, and granted for, for clarity's sake <laughs> disney did not buy fox news they just bought that kind yeah, of a right right yeah, the but, real r-rated yeah, stuff yeah. yeah the real r-rated <laughs> stuff. um it, but the viewing consumer knows that disney owns sure, fox is, sure. does it, so does it really make a difference you think that Disney not fooling listen, anyone, certainly. Listen. I am. It is what yes. it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay. But oh. there is this this sliver of hope out there ah. that when we go sit in our seats yeah. to watch episode nine, mm. the Fox fanfare oh. will start oh. as we go in. Why, Whoa. why the hell not? Whoa. Wow. I'm telling you. JJ okay. might do something like that. When when we do our episode nine <laughs> preview, or at least the over first, under, like the yeah, like, the over under, under parts, it, yeah. Oh, oh, I that might be my favorite moment of the film, regardless of what shows up after that. <laughs> You're such a nostalgic whore. Oh, listen, listen, oh, listen. Just for clarity's sake, I'm a whore for a lot of things. Okay, nostalgia is one of them, but. I, but wouldn't that be awesome? If they gave me that and a pan down, I I I would need a moment. You would. I would need a moment. Pause the movie. Yep, pause. Hello. <laughs> need a moment. <laughs> oh, it would be cool. Yeah. And, and that that's why not? That's a possibility. Wow. Hadn't you even know? thought about that. I mean, what if they just show the Lucasfilm logo with the mm. Fox fanfare? Like, mm. you know, there's just so many little there's things. There's so many ways. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. <clears throat> Goodness. How do we even go on to a next story? We've we got to do it. We've got to do it. 
Number two. You know, there are a few things greater in life, listeners, than when the guy who controls a puppet can tell people to piss off. <laughs> um, listen, I, I love this. When I saw this article, um, I, I, I just it's great for so many reasons, right? Star Wars, in, in case you've been living in a cellar for the past two years, um, Phantom has kind of gone through some, some turbulence. Um, this last couple years. <laughs> and um, it's fantastic, I think, when somebody that we know, love, respect, embrace can just kind of come out and say, oh, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. sobriety check. <laughs> um, so I'm talking, of course, about Frank Oz, who, of course, is the voice behind Master Yoda. He is the puppeteer behind Master Yoda. And l- let me just read to you his quote regarding what he feels as the too heavily criticized Last Jedi. This is what Frank Oz says. I love the movie. All the people who don't like this Jedi thing is just horse crap. <laughs> it's about expectations. The movie didn't fill their expectations. But as filmmakers, and here's, here's where I like, but as filmmakers, we are not here to fulfill people's expectations. Mic drop. Mm-hmm. I added the mic drop part. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eve, when you hear this, when you read this, what comes to mind? Because for me, it feels like I'm sitting in a nice warm bath with a drink that's got a little <laughs> umbrella in it, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> uh, uh, my, just go on, Frank. Go mm. on, because that. I'm so tired. I just like the audacity of some fans. I'm so f-ing tired mm, of it. Say more. <laughs> I am. J- it's That's exhausted. Three. It's exhausted. Yeah, tonight's a night. <laughs> it's, it's just for people to misconstrue this attitude of I hate this movie. Why does this exist? Mm. It ruined my entire life. Which shut up with that. Just shut up. But it's on. I. It is on this. I wrote a lot for this. I think beyond that, beyond Mm -hmm. the conversation and, you know, I am waving my go on Frank pennant very proudly, Mm. but I scrolled down to the comments. Oh, here comes to that article. Wow. Let me, hold on. on. Let me, let me get my popcorn. All right, go ahead. (laughs) And the the top comment I I ignored because it was whatever, but the reply to that comment was a man talking about how the author of that article, which mm. is a woman named Megan, mm-hmm. was woman-splaining oh. to him how he should oh. feel oh. or receive oh. a movie. Mm. And that basically she should STFU. Oh. And, and Looking I up just... my Urban Dictionary. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to limit my edit time. Um, <laughs> but I, I just kind of... I immediately clicked away after that because mm. I knew it was my fault. I shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Woman-splaining? Yeah. She was quoting a man. Yeah. And this man just saw, yeah. oh, this woman's telling me how I should feel. Yeah. And it's just, it's another problem in this fandom. <sighs> and I'm tired of I, it. I think the yeah. proper terminology, and as I'm saying this, I want to try <laughs> to go ahead and throw out the trademark disclaimer. The proper Use of vernacular would be Yoda splaining. Um, <laughs> Which better? That in mind, that in mind. Uh, Bex, what are some of your thoughts on this? Because here's. 
part of this equation, though, right? Because so many people, two things, have said it's not about expectations. It was just about it being a shitty film. Others have said... <sighs> Others have said it's not about expectations or even whether it's a good film or bad film, but I'm mad because how dare the creators, Ryan Johnson in particular, how how dare they say anything bad directed at a fan, which I still haven't seen like anything like they're talking yeah, I, about. I've seen him haven't seen that. be Mm-mm. short with people, but certainly not anything that, that approaches the the altitude of which they're they're claiming. So with that in mind is is Frank Oz, I guess, in the right here? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely he is. Because he's merely explaining or Yoda explaining. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that <laughs> that what what we have forgotten as fans that movies are supposed to be about. Mm. As long as I have been alive, movies have never been about what my expectation of them should be. Mm. It has always been about putting something out that entertains mm. the public yeah. and is well made. Now, whether or not you agree with what they did in the film, yeah. that's a whole mm. nother matter. Mm. But movies have never been about what the fans' expectations for them were. Mm. Mm. So I think he is right. I, I, well said. I, I thought that you did a nice job kind of illustrating that. Jeremy, do we run the risk, though? Because it seems to me that... One of the things that some in fandom have said, like, how dare, how dare these people that have been part of this franchise for 40 years say (laughs) that I am wrong about this. And so, listen, I'm not asking for the fire to be stoked, but I I guess my question is, at at what point can we just understand that what we are watching is someone's interpretation of art? And just like when we go to the Guggenheim or the MoMA or wherever we're going, we can choose to like the Da Vinci or not like the Da Vinci. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, people are – this is so hard to explain well. May Um, I Yoda explain it for you? You might have to. (laughs) But we – as fans, like mm-hmm. we enjoy this art and mm-hmm. we, you know, but we have no right to tell the artists how to make their art. Mm. I mean, I think that's right. pretty straightforward. At the same time, the artists that are making lots of money be nice if they were thankful for their fans. Sure. Right. So I think it, there's this this beautiful, like healthy relationship that can exist. I think the problem is is when the fans think they can dictate mm. to the artist what to be done and what their like mm-hmm. their expectations the artist is supposed to know right, right. and then like create for them like right. that's just crazy to me with the amount like especially with just popular filmmaking right. like mm-hmm. how on earth like you mm-hmm. just can't play that game you just have to make what you think is a good story right and and do a great job at it and and then just let the chips fall and i just it's bizarre to me how upset people are getting over this stuff mm-hmm. if you it, mm-hmm. it's totally okay to say i don't like it here are the reasons why i don't like it right great absolutely. i actually enjoy conversations like absolutely. that absolutely mm-hmm. but to attack and to be mean and to like it's just like come on yeah. like go find some other art that you like commission Ryan Johnson, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, it's, <laughs> Which it's some fans tried to do, right. They try to get their own it's remake. Just, the last Jedi, but it, it goes back. Yeah. It goes back to this problem of just like, 
it, oh, it's so hard to say it this way. It's it's like we want to love it, we want to enjoy it, but like it's almost like we like it too much, mm-hmm. and it's like feeding some sort of thing in us to like satisfy everything about our existence. Like I think some of these people are getting to these points where it's like their joy is dependent. Yeah. On mm-hmm. a sci-fi fantasy film yeah. franchise, yeah, yeah, who, yeah, enjoy it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but right. like, come on, like, yeah. there's like, there's a beautiful sunset this evening. Yeah. You know, really was there? That's not really, oh. but but <laughs> say it was raining when I got here. They <laughs> they sometimes yeah. happen. There's more out there than just this like this pop culture. Yeah, you know. And, well, and here's the thing. And you brought up something, and it reminded me that there's a, a song, "Killing the Thing That You Love," mm-hmm. and and one of the mm-hmm. The phrases within that song talks about Mark David Chapman who killed John Lennon mm-hmm. and was killing mm-hmm. the very thing that he loved the most, yep. right? And yeah. I think that there's some – I don't mean to go too dark, but I think that there, there's some um, parallel things happening there. I, mm-hmm. I'm curious though because we talked about the special edition from 1997 mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. the special special edition yeah. and, and the super uber amazing special edition that came out after that. Even – I, I don't know. I was struck with this as I'm listening to you guys talk, and that is, had social media been around in 1997, mm. people still would have been losing their shit over this, right? I mean, like, we really haven't grown since 1997 because the people that were upset because of the introduction of CGI or added scenes to the beloved Star Wars from 1977 had been mm-hmm. altered by all people, the guy who freaking brought it to us to begin with. <laughs> I think that there were like what we are seeing is just 1997 magnified under the lens of social media. Eve, would, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I think if the social media and the access we have today existed in '97, I don't know if Disney would have ever bought Lucasfilm and and made anything. Mm. We probably wouldn't have had the prequels. I yeah. and I mean that. I, I don't think we would have. Mm-hmm. Lucas yeah. took enough heat about the prequels when when people were were hating on it. I, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. That he wouldn't have just walked away. It would, exactly. It would have been killer strategy on his part, though, to be like, episode one, and then never do episode two and three. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Double rods to you, fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, and it was something Ewan McGregor said recently, is that the generation that were little kids yeah. that saw the prequels, yeah. they're adults now, yeah. and they are very vocal. Yeah. Like, I yeah. really can't wait for, and we'll talk about it later, like yeah. Celebration and then just the... The twentieth for Phantom. Totally, you know. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think we're. Um, there's some good out there within the fan base. Yep. You know, as they enjoy and talk about things on social media. But man, you just got to be able to navigate this mm. weird, like, bizarre world yeah. that social media. And I think there's some people that that's all they do is they mm. sit in front, staring at their screen. Their life is playing out. Right. Within social media, when yeah. there's right. all sorts of things going on down the street, you know, yeah. well, like get out a little bit, it'll help you, you know, yeah. fresh air, yeah. vitamin D. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this, but it's gonna get better. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get it better. It's gonna get better. Right? <laughs> okay. Number one. I'm waiting. <laughs> it's getting better, right? It's gonna get better. Right? Okay. You know where I'm going with this, Jeremy? I'm clueless. Oh, wait. I'm f***ing clueless. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the only one. You've upgraded your clueless. It's all on you now, Bex. <laughs> well, let me tell you where I'm going with this. But Benny Off and Weiss. 
Oh. I should have known I'm that. Benny. <laughs> Benny. Benny Weiss. Let's talk about that Benioff and Weiss trilogy that's going to be up on us pretty soon. Oh, Lord. Did this, yeah. did this just happen? This is happening. Okay. It's happening right now. Um, listen, with this in happen. mind, uh, listeners, let's talk about the Benioff and Weiss trilogy that is somewhere out there in the nebulous. Uh, we may or may not get a little taste come celebration time, but here's what um, some sources on the interwebs have said they they have said this and this is what uh their quote that i'm reading here our source told us they meaning Benioff and weiss were approached about working the next movie this autumn it's brilliant isn't it it's gonna be the earworm in your head uh it, that this that this is not gonna be the ryan johnson trilogy that this is in in the source's words the game of thrones guys first movie and is set during the Old Republic as Disney wants to open up the Star Wars timeline and appeal more to a Game of Thrones-style audience. Jeremy. Yes. Jeremy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you and Eve brought me into the land that is Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Um, Westeros. I just said West- Westeros. Westeros. <laughs> Westeros. Many often wise. Um... <laughs> Um, here's the deal. I, 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 I guess the Game of Thrones guy's first movie is, is going to be, um, an intoxicating rush of partially clothed, but fully muscled out men, um, <laughs> slaying one another with lightsabers as the sun sets on the desert planet of Tatooine. Um, I don't know why I got the pirate accent there at the end, but anyway, that was good. Um, good thank start. You. Yeah. Um, if this is true. If yeah. this is true, yeah, is this good? Is this bad? Is this is this moving too close to toxic masculinity, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm all right. So obviously, Star Wars Newsnet has a source. They do. It has been reliable in the past. To it them. has. Uh, they they were very clear. They don't have a secondary one. Right. So we need to be it's careful. Not, not corroborated. Yes. Right. Uh. With all that said, yeah. if they end up going to the old Republic era, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. Why not? I would say this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how Marvel, one of the things Marvel is doing so well, mm-hmm. amongst many other things they're doing mm-hmm. well. But one of the things they're doing well is they're looking at the massive catalog of comic book stories. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're reaching mm-hmm. in saying, this was a damn good story. Let's yeah. pull that out and use that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this character, this situation... Really good. Mm. Let's use that. Mm. I'm telling you, the, the the some of the stories that Drew Carpesian wrote from that era are phenomenal. Mm. Um, specifically, the Bane stuff. Yeah. Uh, is he your antagonist? I mean, they can pull some of the stuff out of that. Right. I, that's what I would like to see is them yeah. pick and choose the great moments. You don't have to retell anything. It, you're making it's new canon, right? Yeah. But, like... <laughs> Don't leave some of those awesome moments mm. alone. It would make a right. lot of fans that love the legend stuff pretty happy. Right. Just mm-hmm. like the comic book fans. Like, right. oh, there's this story. Right. You know? Uh so I would love to see that. I I think it's great that they would go there. I think that one of the things they do very well that we've seen on Game of Thrones is they're able to tell a massive story with multiple viewpoints, mm. multiple characters. Mm. Over yes. a long period of time, they mm-hmm. 
man, some of the things they did, and yes, they had Martin's books to help them, but sure. even I, I've enjoyed the stuff that's post what Martin has written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've, there's been some really amazing moments, and they've added some stuff in the show mm-hmm. that's not in the books. That in terms of character moments, that is just brilliant. And not to talk about Game of Thrones too much, but I was I, I'm doing a rewatch right now with my wife. We were loving it, yes. and we we finished the the. <laughs> Uh, the episode Baylor, uh, mm. and oh. where um, someone loses their head, and uh, <laughs> and, and Ed, Edward says uh, he, he this is not in the book, um, but he says to um, a man that's in the crowd as he's being led to be executed eventually, he says Baylor, and mm. he says it again, and um, mm. his daughter is standing at a statue of the man Baylor. And so in his last moments, he's saving his daughter's life. Brilliant mm-hmm. moment. Wasn't in the books. Benioff and Weiss really help navigate great storytelling. Mm. And they're able to bring in amazing filmmakers and talent. Mm. And that's the it's that thing right there that really gets me excited mm. is that they're able to bring together what a cast, mm. what a production team. What amazing directors who I want to see their films. Some have been able to do it. Like Alan yeah. Taylor's been able to make some stuff. But like there's like there's such talent and they're gonna do that again, I think. I'm I'm really thrilled and excited. And I think that time period is just a mine waiting to be just like dug up. Yeah. I mean, it is just so much good stuff. So I'm I'm thrilled. Well, and we've talked off air on many occasions about, you know, the one episode of Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards, mm-hmm. might be one of the most cinematically well done yeah. battles yeah. ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. My concern, and Eve, let me throw it your way. My concern is twofold. One, um, that I agree with what Jeremy says, but mm-hmm. they're also looking at they've done that in a series over several years with several episodes. Do you do you think that they're going to be kind of hamstrung or, or, or shorthanded trying to, to do that in three installments. No, I think if, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm not saying that this is ex- mutually exclusive, but I think that if they can take something and take a universe that is so massive mm-hmm. and stretch it out over a, you know, well, eight seasons ultimately, yeah. but I don't think they knew that going in. Mm-hmm. Um, as evident by season one of Game of Thrones was the entire book one of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, almost to the letter at certain sections. Yeah, yeah. And going forward, they, you know, the world phenom that it came became, they were like, okay, oh, we really need to stretch this out and mm. get more seasons. Mm. And then they were able to turn that into what it ultimately became over such a long period of time, mm. 10 years now. Mm. And... I think that if they are able to do that, then they can do the same in, you know, three, two hour or, you know, two and a half hour movies mm. because it's, it's, I think it ultimately all comes down to storytelling. Mm. And I think both of those men have it absolutely nailed when you watch the post-mortems after each Game of Thrones episode and they just are sitting there explaining the character insight and, and why they chose to do this and, and highlight that as opposed to another scene, mm. it may, it just, it's, a, there's a coherence with their work that I have not really found to that magnitude. Mm. Personally. Yeah. I mean, Breaking Bad is fantastic and, yeah. and yeah. even Better Call Saul and, and, you know, other shows without a doubt, but, for me, 
I would trust them with, you know, a, a, an hour long TV show mm. 20 times a year or, you know, three movies over the course of six, seven years. Mm. Uh, so I'm with you on that. I, I think that you you address that well. Here, here's my other concern. And this is mostly uh, about you in particular. And that, of course, when it comes to Game of Thrones and your mm. uh, affinity would be understatement for... Uh, the character Jor Mormont, who is leave him alone, who is the Jay Peterman of the Game <laughs> of Thrones cast. He is the Jay Peterman of the Wonderful. Game of Thrones cast. Um, he's got a little bit of cultural knowledge about everybody in Westeros and beyond, mm-hmm. uh, just like Jay Peterman does when he's wearing his cotton khaki pants in the jungles of wherever. <laughs> oh my God. Why? Oh God. What's your question? <laughs> oh, there's no question. Uh, uh-huh, um, you just needed to get that out. Yeah, yes. just need to get it out. Bex, you you are not a Game of Thrones watcher at this no. point, but you probably know enough. I've seen one. Okay, so there you go. You're part of the club. <laughs> you probably know enough about the series, however, even with that one episode or just through osmosis being part of culture, that it has an uncanny amount of misogyny, of nudity, and of violence. Sometimes violence yes. towards women. Yes. We can probably guess that this is not going to be, you know, what we see in Star Wars. However, not. however, does that concern you at all that we may edge closer to some of those themes in the Star Wars franchise? It would concern me more if it was within the Skywalker saga. Okay. Because it would be such a severe left mm, turn interesting. from what we have already yeah. gotten. Yeah. Because they're giving them a whole new playground to start in. Yeah. It concerns me less. Okay. Because we're looking hundreds of years ago at the Old Republic, and mm-hmm. they get to decide what the Old Republic looked like. Yeah. So, no, it does yeah. not concern me as much. And I think if they get too crazy with it, Kathleen Kennedy is going to pull the choke <laughs> chain and be like, back it up, boys. This is not where we're well, going. Well, and, and this is breaking. The, a lot of the fanboys out there will enjoy that Kathleen Kennedy is not going to be the Lucasfilm president anymore. She's actually going to oversee all of Disney and Fox. And she's going to... Oh, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Relax. <laughs> Some people are losing their minds. Relax. I missed that. Relax. Did you see my eyes getting yes, slowly yes. wider and wider? I was like, like what? what the hell are you doing? We are, we are not responsible for those of you that just drove off the road. Um, <laughs> so, Eve, let me bring it back to you because mm. you did... you you. Forced me to watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> and I Loved slogged it. my. I, I did. I I grew on me. I slogged my way through the first season, um, and you and you and and Jeremy, you just like keep going, keep going. It was like yep. I was learning to walk. Come on, you can do it, little <laughs> fella. You can do it. Just keep swimming. Um, see how I brought another Disney property in there. Um, yeah, see everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> and I am a shill. Um, so <laughs> let me let me. Let me ask you this, though, Eve, from from your perspective, these guys are obviously well-versed in what we'll loosely call medieval time style genre, right? Yes. Old Republic would seem to mirror something like that. At least that's what most of our imaginations and minds take us to. Mm-hmm. Is there a fear that we might just get Game of Thrones with lightsabers? And if we do, is that a bad thing? <laughs> Uh, no. Um, <laughs> is it a bad thing? I, uh, <laughs> no, but that's my very, very biased opinion. But I don't think it would work if it was just, if it was, if it was all of the 
sabotage and Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. this kind of you know the spider and whispers and plans uh, under plans under plans and and i mean maybe but it would need to work in its star wars bubble and Mm. and and I mean, they're capable of making the Game of Thrones bubble. So I have faith that they'll be able to do the Star Wars bubble. But again, I agree with Bex. If they go off the rails, she's going to just, you know, do what she did with um, Lord Miller. Mm. Lord, is it? Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Lord, okay. Because yeah. in my head, I said Lord and Taylor. And I'm like, that's a shock. <laughs> so here, here's my... Leave the handbags out of this, damn it. <laughs> here's my question, <laughs> yeah. though, is, is we, we, we fanboy and fangirl over this opportunity that we're yeah. seeing placed in front of Benioff and Weiss. If you could only pick two actors <laughs> in Game of Thrones to make the transition to this new trilogy of Star Wars films, That's who amazing. would you pick? This is fascinating because I just read yesterday, as a matter of fact, that a lot of Netflix and Amazon Prime mm-hmm. series literally have stamped on their call their call list no game of thrones actors what yes because they're wow. they're making the rounds i mean they're everywhere aren't they yeah but they don't want them on something that's like game of thrones light uh, and so they don't want that crossover appeal but wow. i i love the question so eve tackle that question <laughs> first and don't say uh, Jorah Mormont. No, I'm saying Ian Glenn. <laughs> Jay he Peterman. would be fantastic in 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 Star Wars. He would be a great Jedi I, master. Yes, he would. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> You're welcome. I think it's true. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. As I, I and my second vote again would have been Amelia Clark, but she's mm, you know yeah. she's solo and and Kira. Yeah. So uh, I would probably go with. Hmm. Probably Maisie Williams, mm-hmm. Aria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she's, she's extremely she's versatile. Mm-hmm. She's a badass. Bex, you got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> the Game of Thrones. All right. <laughs> if they haven't been in Star Wars already, I don't know. Who I've they are. seen interviews where Kit Harrington is like, "I want to be in a Star Wars film." Really? Yeah. He, he <laughs> like I, I could totally see that happening. Um, uh, not, I don't see Sophie Turner um, making that transition to Star Wars. I actually do agree with Eve. I see Ian Glenn making that jump and being mm-hmm. very effective. Um, what's the name of the actor's name? I can't pronounce it. That plays Jamie Lannister. It's it's oh Nicolaj Nicolaj um, Coster Wald Wald. I don't. I can't say. Yeah, that's Wald, 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I wouldn't mind seeing him. I, I just don't want him to play mm-hmm. that same. I don't know. It's so hard. You don't want him to play that same character just in Star yeah. Wars. So you want want to see some. <laughs> Some differences. So, like, Gwendolyn Christie obviously is great as Phasma. Now, see, um, she could play in this new one, though, because yeah. she was never, like, Never really, seen. Yeah. Never seen. So, uh, she <laughs> could play that. But I'm, yeah. I'm going to go beyond that, though. I Give me uh, Lena Headey, who plays Cersei. Mm-hmm. G- give me her yeah. as a Sith. All day long. <laughs> yes. All day long. And then, I'm, you know, I'm going I'm to throw someone in there that w- I think would make a great Jedi, because I think that her character on Game of Thrones shows compassion and and wisdom and that is um the lady that plays miss andy mm. uh mm-hmm. is it natalie let me get her last name here oh. natalie emmanuel mm-hmm. um yeah. she's great i i would absolutely love to see her make make the jump and, and crossing over to yeah a galaxy far far away yeah. there's some great actors you know i just saw this is a Star Wars podcast, but but 
<laughs> but I just saw I just saw Richard Madden in The Bodyguard on Netflix, mm. and holy cow, that's a great show. Mm. Have you guys seen this? Mm-mm. It's worth your time. Wow. It really is worth your time. He is unbelievable in the show. Wow. And I think he he's won several awards on this past award circuit for television for that performance. Wow. Um, I could totally see him being the lead uh, in a Star Wars film. Give me a Jacob Anderson also. He, he's the Who young man that plays Grey Worm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Yeah. Totally. I can see that. That's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Basically, like, we're calling it right now. It's happening. <laughs> Bex, do you concur? Just move them all. Sure. Bex concurs. Yes. All right. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Sounds great. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's jump into our Closer Look segment right after this. This is Carl Hassler with USW Sports. The first round of the Imperial March Madness is over, and voting has begun in round two. Imperial March Madness is a tournament of 64 examples of Star Wars media, whether it's novels, games, radio, dramas, or TV shows, just not the actual movies themselves. The selections are paired up. The one getting the most votes moves on to the next round until a champion is crowned. You can vote on Twitter. Just go to at HasslerCarl and look at my tweets. The link to the look at the overall bracket so far will be pinned to the top of my page. Below it, you will find polls containing all the remaining pairs. The bracket itself is split into four regions, Coruscant, Naboo, Jakku, and Yavin 4. All the pairs within one region are connected in a thread, so look at the entire thread when you vote, and vote for each one. We are currently in round two. There are 32 participants remaining, giving us 16 pairings. There are four pairings in a thread in the four regions, so again, vote for all four when you open one. All right, let's review what happened in round one. In the Coruscant region, there was no major upsets. Winners were Phasma, Novel, Trials of the Dark Saber, Star Wars comic book, Citadel Arc of the Clone Wars, the Poe Dameron comic book, the Han Solo comic book, Steps in the Shadows, and the Bad Batch Arc. So this was a great region for comic book lovers. Looking forward to round two in the Coruscant, well... Two comics will face off against each other, as well as two episodes of Rebels. So we're going to eliminate at least one comic book and one Rebel from that region. In round one in the Naboo region, only one mild upset, as the number nine Rebel Rising beat the eighth-seeded Dr. Afra comic. This is a tough region, as we have World Between Worlds, Bloodline, The Revenge of Maul Arc, Jedi Knight episode of Rebels, the Tarkin novel, and Dark Disciple by Christy Golden and the Mortis arc have all advanced. So in round two, I've got my eye on Bloodline versus Mortis, which looks like it's going to be a tight race. On the other side of the bracket, we have the Jakku region. It saw a major upset and broke a lot of people's brackets with the 11th seed Kanan comic, the 12th seeded Inferno squad novel, and the 13th seed Maul Returns arc all advancing. Other winners were the Umbara arc, Darth Vader comic, Family Reunion and Farewell from Rebels, The Lost One Arc, and The Night Sisters. In round two, I'm interested to see who wins between the Darth Vader comic and The Lost One. Looks like that one's going to be a tight race also. Lastly, we come to the Yavin 4 region where crowds were very sparse and two matches sparked very little interest even though both went into overtime. Well, in the overtime, Doza Dilemma making it the only resistance participant to advance, squeaked out a win against the second battle of Geonosis arc. And the Empire's End by Chuck Wendig 
edged out the Jedi Younglings arc. This region is very top-heavy, though, with Lost Stars and Twilight of the Apprentice, both easily advancing. The remaining winners were Catalyst, Twin Suns, Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp, and the Lando comic. In round two, I expect all the favorites to advance. So stop listening to this podcast right now and go vote at at HasslerCarl on Twitter. There are 16 pairings to vote on. Don't forget to like and retweet so that the results can be as thorough as possible with as many people seeing and voting on it. Thanks again. I'm Carl, and that's all now for USW Sports. I'm going in closer to one of the big ones. Closer, Come closer, I have the news. A certain point of view. Same thing I always do, talk my way out of it. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. I never ask that question until after I've done it. You're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. Jeremy, it was um, not too long ago where you came down to my classroom and said, (laughs) Hey, are you interested in going to this thing called Star Wars Celebration? That was in 2015 before yeah. this this little independent movie called The Force Awakens came out. I know. Um, we only went down for one day because that's what we could only get a one-day Saturday ticket. Yeah, just with work and everything. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of on a whim. <laughs> it was. It really was. It, it made, as much as a whim can be for 40-year-old men with families. But, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> in one month, Let's I will be leaving in. for 24 hours. Let's put this in context. <laughs> Um, that being said, though, we, we road trip it down to Anaheim, which for us is about a six hour drive or so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got down there. Um, what was your, what, what's kind of like your first memory of going to Celebration 2015 in Anaheim? Joy. Yeah? Absolute joy. <laughs> I remember we walked into the, you know, kind of what would be the lobby. Yeah. And the, the droid builders had their mm. droids out and yeah. R2-D2 was, was spinning around and yeah. like, and I was just mesmerized. I was yeah. like. That's R2-D2. And yeah. I, that was the first video I took on that, that yeah. day. And, you know, we just walked the floor. We didn't right. go to a single panel. Not a single one. And it was delightful. Taking yeah. pictures, talking to people, like getting in lines for different things, looking at the art. Yeah. And just um, it was an intoxicating environment. It mm. sounds crazy. But but there was such anticipation, hope, joy. Everyone was so friendly. And it was crammed. It was packed. and it, But yeah. it was just... Um, I think that was the springboard for unmistakably Star Wars. I yeah. think it was on yeah. that trip home that we were like, we need to do something. Like it was, it was percolating. Like yeah. we need to do something more than yeah. just partake. Right. We need to create something. Right. I, I right. think, and and so um, that was really special. I, I hold it dear, even though we didn't go to any panels. We yeah. just Experienced <laughs> the environment. Yeah. And it isn't was... that funny that we just we kind of bypass panels? I I remember two things. Uh, you remember joy. I remember being. Uh, a little intimidated. Yeah, yeah. There, there was obviously a sure. group of folks oh, yeah. that like they go to cons, whether they knew what they were doing, or they're yeah. And as we walked up to the the main um, convention hall, I mean, there was a throng of people that yeah. had spent the night outside, yes. right? Who are yes. these people? And <laughs> the majority of them were in these elaborate costumes that they had either yeah, made man. or assembled or, or whatever else they did. And I was like, oh my gosh! All of a sudden. I don't feel as big of a nerd as I thought I was. <laughs> it's a great feeling, isn't it? I don't know. I'm still kind of trying to process that. Um, Eve, you've been to cons before. 
Um, mm-hmm. You've actually had your picture taken with Mark Hamill before. We'll come back to that in a little bit. <laughs> what are some of your first, I guess, memories or or emotions that come up when you're when you're thinking back to that that first con experience? Well, I've never been to a Star Wars celebration, unfortunately. I was supposed to go. Oh yeah, I heard rumor of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, but I've been to New York Comic Con and the A City Comic Con, which is in around New York, and. My f- my first impression was just utter overwhelm, mm-hmm. um, which is frightening because New York Comic Con, where the the actual convention building itself, I think was not even half the size as Chicago wow. will be. Wow! And that was just I had no idea where to go or what to do mm-hmm. or who to talk mm-hmm. to or, but it was validating mm-hmm. wow. as a fan. I think because I've I've up to that point actually up until about three years ago I have always been a huge fangirl but I've always found my people to fangirl with but not in out in the real world okay it was always kind of a hey do you love this thing let's talk about it quietly <laughs> and <laughs> and and that sucks yeah. and 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 I kind of just was like I'm too old for that mm. now let's just live out loud with my fandom and. Went to New York Comic Con with a couple of my girlfriends, and it was fantastic. Mm. I mean, I kept, I felt like a tourist. Mm. That's what it felt like. I just kept looking at the cosplay and the detail that went into these ornate costumes and the weaponry Mm. that was paired with it. And I just remember wanting to stop everyone, like, can I take your picture? I don't want to be in it. Like, I just want to take your picture Mm. because it just felt so good to be surrounded by that vibe Mm. and that mentality of if you love this thing love it Mm. hard yeah Yeah. and i'm so looking forward to that with star wars celebration i'm a little scared at how much i look forward to it well i I think there's going to be so much and jeremy you touched on this and and eve you you did as well but more so in orlando when we went in 2017 but i was just so i guess overwhelmed by just watching and talking to these droid builders who literally just take bits of scrap metal and build (laughs) R2 units that work Uh. and have opening doors and lights and all kinds of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And it's proof that I need to win the lottery or get another job (laughs) because I want to have my own R2 unit. Yes. (laughs) Bex, for a number of reasons, you guys were not able to attend Orlando, but Mm -hmm. You guys are scheduled to attend Chicago. And so what are some of the things that you're looking forward to as your first Star Wars celebration? I, the thing I'm most looking forward to is walking through the doors that first time Mm. and just taking Mm. it all in. Yeah. Just that feeling of, A, we made it. Mm. (laughs) Yes, here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here we are. I survived the plane. Um, And just, yeah. (laughs) Taking it all in and seeing the people in costume and, yeah. you know, mm. all the different panels. And just, I'm hoping for a very celebratory feel to yeah. it where it isn't filled mm. with tension mm. and upset. I'm hoping yeah. that yeah. it will be filled with lots of excitement and um, just joy and sure. that we're coming together mm. to celebrate something that's supposed to be fun. Mm. Yeah. And we're supposed to love it because it's entertaining. And mm. I'm, that's mm. what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that that's one of the things that, you know, Jeremy, you touched on this. And I know, Eve, that you touched on this in regards to the cons. And that is, by and large, I've, I've never had a negative experience with, with yeah. another 
um, fan at, at any of these events. Yeah. And especially the people that are in costume are, at least in my experience, have been so gracious with their time and posing for pictures either with me or with my kiddo. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you have questions about how they made their costume or their droid or whatever, it's just being like so open and willing to share with you their right. own passion mm-hmm. and joy. And it's truly, Bex, I, I would echo what you say. Like, I hope despite all of the speed bumps and hiccups that fandom has gone through over the past two years, we can just kind of reboot things come April 11th and just have a really Mm -hmm. good time. Um, Let me ask you, Jeremy, when it comes to, you've been to two celebrations now. They were both different. Uh, Orlando was obviously bigger than Anaheim by a a pretty good size. I know (laughs) there there was one point where we were on the floor just going like, okay, we need to like come up for air. Yes. Uh, It's a little (laughs) too crowded down here right now. Yes. Um, For you, what are you looking forward to most that's not a panel? It's a great question. I think there's a, a few things. One is just touching base with people, you know, just interact. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one yeah. is touching base with people. And I and I really think, like, the best way we're going to do it is the thing we're doing. Yeah. You know, where yeah. we're, mm-hmm. you know, going to have this opportunity to be on the podcast stage right. and that's really amazing. Yeah. And that was something that we were kind of whispering to each other way back, yeah. like way back at the beginning. It was like, wouldn't that be cool if we did this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we kind of just went, we just kind of laughed yeah. at each other yeah. and, 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 you know, you and Eve, just all the work you've all done, you mm-hmm. know, it's just been like, you've made it happen. And so I think that's going to be cool. It's just touching base with people, but you know, there are moments that you have in lines where you're mm. just standing in line for it could be a while, and I know the yeah. lottery system's changing some things, but we'll be in some lines, of course. Oh, yeah. And you know, yeah. one of the things that I have these b- bizarre fond memories is just bumping into people in line and just talking Star Wars. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a willingness to do that mm. because you're at Star Wars Celebration. There's yeah. no fear, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and maybe things will change. I don't know with what's happened with fandom, but. I'm pretty hopeful. Yeah. And, and and so it's that. I, I love seeing all the hard work the cosplayers have done and yep. just seeing them out on the floor. Yep. Um, there are so many little moments, um, you know, little photo ops to, you know, a vendor doing something ridiculous right. to just conversations. <laughs> really, for me, one of the things that makes Star Wars Celebration Celebration is this collection of just small little moments that you kind of bring together mm-hmm. that makes it to be a really special, like, occasion yeah and and i i just can't wait to experience all these little moments mm. little conversations laughter seeing someone doing something ridiculous for star wars sake <laughs> yeah you know watching all the ice cream maker guys run through the hall you yes, know they yes, have the yes. running of the <laughs> from empire strikes yes. back i can't remember the character's name yeah. but like you know we were at orlando and there's like 50 guys in orange jumpsuits yeah. kind of bolting past us with yeah. ice cream makers yeah. and it's just like <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what's going on? Let's not forget the parade of dudes in slave Leia <laughs> yes. attire as well. Yeah. That happens as well. Yes. Uh, I think I want to forget that, but some people don't want to forget that. Yeah. Uh, so it is It is in those ways, it's it's really special. Like, What about you? Like, what do mm. you? I think the things I look back on, you know, you, you brought up waiting in line. Yeah. And that sounds like such a mundane thing to yeah. do. And yet mm. that was some of the greatest memories that I've got because we, yes. we yeah. sat as, as a yeah. group, as a team, and we just kind of hung out 
and yep. talked. Mm-hmm. And that conversation sometimes drifted into people that we didn't know. And, and in fact, we, we met who turned out to be great friends, yes. you know, um, the whites. Yeah. And uh, it was funny just to meet them there. And I know it's on an old episode that, that we did around the time of celebration in 2017. But um, Chris and Stacy White, who had been listeners, yeah. and you had been actually corresponding with Chris back yeah. and forth on Twitter for yeah. some time. And, and, and we sat down in line. <laughs> Not having a clue who they were. In Forty thousand people in attendance. Yeah. You know, and oh and, and and Stacy goes, you know, we're both wearing unmistakably Star Wars shirts. She goes, are are you them? And my react, <laughs> I remember actually, was like, sheepish. I'm like, yes. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. And then, but she was so great. And then Chris came back because they were out with, um, he was out with their their son doing stuff, and they came back, and it was just, it was just magical. And I, it I, was. I, I think that that panels are great. They're, we they're got to wonderful. see some cool stuff. Yes. We got some cool behind-the-scenes stuff. But just those moments of connectivity are mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, over this thing we enjoy. Yeah. It, it's really just go- – you just have this dumb, goofy grin yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And uh, I think that's 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 my favorite. Yeah. It's just that experience, that joy, that just laughter and just like – you know the the, the story of, of Chris and Stacy is just ridiculous. Yeah. Just the odds. Yeah. And what was really amazing is we bumped into them four or five more times during right. that. You know. Yeah. During that time, I hope they're there this time. I'd love I to hope buy, so too. Buy Chris it's driving distance. Come them. on, yeah. whites. Come on. Yeah. Throw, throw, throw a cooler in the car. Come on. <laughs> hey, before we go on, I want to mention that this closer look is brought to you by Total Custom Patches, the official patch and sticker provider for unmistakably Star Wars. Total Custom Patches, total solutions for all your patch needs. Learn more at totalcustompatches.com. Bex, let me ask you. <laughs> Um, you, you're not bringing your Padawan. It's going to no. be you and Jace. <laughs> yep. Um, for those that don't know Jason, he is as tall as the average Wookiee. Um, Actually, yes. Yes, he is. He's what, 6'8"? He's 6'8". He's 6'8". Okay. Um, so listen, <laughs> what are some things that you guys are looking forward to? I, we know people that have listened to this podcast or gone back and listened to our archives, you guys are collectors mm-hmm. in the sense of body art tattoos will, yes. will either one of you be getting some <laughs> probably not okay um but we will mm. go check it out and okay it's just fun to walk around i've been i've done the tattoo convention circuit a yeah. number of times yeah um and it's just fun to walk around yeah. and see what people are doing yeah. Yeah. and mm. the art mm. in that fashion I yeah mean, yes we're both collectors jace has Almost a full body suit at this point. Yeah. I'm wow. way, way far behind him. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a fair number. Yeah. And so that will be really fun mm. to just walk around the tattoo floor and see what people are doing and what kind of art is coming from that part of the country in particular. Right. Because yeah. living right. in the San Francisco Bay Area, we're kind of a mecca for the tattoo world. Right. So it'll be really interesting mm. to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really fun. I'm really excited. There's a Lego panel. Yes. I want to go to the yes. Yes. and yes. get my full yeah. Lego nerd yeah. on and see what's happening in the Lego world and yep. hopefully maybe bring something home for Silas. And Yeah. yeah. yeah well, cool. Lego had a table at Orlando down on the show floor, and you could actually build a little miniature Millennium Falcon to take home with you. They had, like, <laughs> all the parts there. That, so rad. It's great, you know? And, I mean, it's... Mm. And, I'm using my hands, and I don't know why, because you're listening to a podcast. But it's about the size of, like, a silver dollar. Yeah. For those of you that remember coin currency, um, it's about the size of a silver dollar. Um, But it was great. Like, we still have ours somewhere around here. I'm curious, Bex, as 
as someone who collects tattoos, body art, mm-hmm. um, there's rumor that our very own Barb the Canadian is going to get some ink there. Mm-hmm. For those that may be thinking <laughs> about it, and I realize that some people may need to make appointments ahead of time online. It just kind of depends on the cycle and, and busyness of it. But Absolutely. from your perspective, mm-hmm. is, is this a good place to get like a first tattoo? Oh, <laughs> that's a dangerous question. Uh, my personal thoughts. Yes. On convention tattoos. Yeah. It's not a great spot for a first experience in getting mm-hmm. tattooed. Mm-hmm. It depends mm-hmm. upon the person. Sure. And if you enjoy being the center of attention and having people walk by and gawk at you sure. as you're in incredible mm-hmm. amounts of pain, sure. <laughs> then this is your spot. Yeah. This is where you want to yeah. do it. And yeah. there will never be a better time yeah. to get your first right. tattoo. Our hope then at a convention. Our hope is is to live stream Barb the Canadian getting a tattoo. <laughs> that would be amazing. With that, that is our hope. That, that is, is our hope. That would be amazing. Um the other thing I'd say is if you are planning on getting a tattoo at a convention, it's not the place to get a half sleeve. You want to do something mm-hmm. a little bit smaller yeah. that's not going to take six hours. Not just because it's going to take away six hours from actually sure. being at yeah. celebration. Sure. But you then have to ride or fly or somehow get back to your place right. of residence. Right. And mm-hmm. tattoos are hard to heal in transit. Sure. So. What what would be your advice as far as like if someone's getting a tattoo for the first time, where's mm-hmm. a good spot to get one? Again, that's subjective. These yeah. aren't these aren't good questions. <laughs> well, I, so I, I was <laughs> wow. wow. Just kidding. They're great questions. Um, so I've always thought like if, if I were to get one, yes. it would probably be like my bicep area, right? That, that yeah, shoulder that's a area. That's a great great spot. Okay. Great spot to get a first tattoo. It's not super I mean, all tattoos hurt. Okay. Some spots hurt more than others. Okay. I got my first tattoo on the top of my foot. I would not recommend oh, getting your first tattoo thanks. on the top okay, of your foot. Brave. There's no there's no padding of yeah. any time yeah. of any yeah. type on the top right. of your foot. It's just bone and tendon and your body involuntarily twitches. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good times. on the top of your foot. At least mine does. Yeah. So I now have both of my feet tattooed, so I don't ever have to do that again. Yes. Nice. But so I wouldn't recommend that. But Inside of your ankle, outside of your ankle, bicep area. Okay. Um, wrist isn't a bad spot. Okay. Um, I'd stay away from hands for the same reason I'd stay away from the tops of your feet. Yeah. There's not a whole lot there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're good. Okay. They're good spots for first tattoos. Okay. I, I like that. I think that's good advice. Jeremy, at one point you were talking about, in fact, you, actually, we can pull the archive file. You, you were on the record of saying you were going to get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on. Eve, you've got tattoos. Uh, are you planning on picking up any more art? Uh, yeah, I was planning on getting a small one, mm-hmm. like on my forearm to kind of mm-hmm. balance out what I have, but not impressed really mm-hmm. at all okay. with any of the artists. Okay. I emailed three of them just to kind of get an idea of the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of them were extremely pushy, and the other one was just kind of like... Whatever you want, man. And I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> okay. I guess, you know, that's not really the kind of attitude, yeah. I guess. I don't, I, it was just a little off putting. So I will not be doing that. But I'm sure there are tattoo parlors with better artists in the Chicago area mm. that oh, yeah. if it's something we really want to do, I would just go outside and do it. Okay. We can well, I'll get the unmistakably logo. Oh, yeah. But it has to be a mural <laughs> when we stand together. 
yeah. done. Oh, God. <laughs> my back done, though. So oh. we do, like, arms. We just put our sure, arms together. Sure, we can do something. We can make it happen. Okay. I'm okay. sure we can make it happen. Um, here's the other thing. For those of you that um, – Jeremy's shaking his head. Um, for those of you that um, may – Maybe thinking about it, maybe a little scared. Um, our team, our team will be carrying around sharpies, so we're Absolutely. happy to give you a, a sharpie tattoo that you, you won't have any regrets afterwards. <laughs> it's true. Um, my one of my favorite stories from teaching, uh, I was I was once teaching um, summer school PE. Let me paint that picture for you. Forty five kids that somehow failed PE during the regular school year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're taking a six week PE course during the summertime. Gamby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> at one point, since they, they weren't dressing out still, and since they weren't running their laps or doing the stretching, I just said, forget it. We're watching sports-related movies for the rest of the summer. <laughs> and I, I, I think we, we were watching like Blades of Glory, right, oh, with um, Will Ferrell. Sports-related. Yeah. And, and one kid fell asleep. Not uncommon, um, mind you. But his <laughs> friend, friend, I'm using air quotes here, yes, friend took a black Sharpie marker. <laughs> Drew a unibrow and a full beard on him. <laughs> oh my god! And the kid woke up later. No, idea. no idea. That's no amazing. idea. And um, I'll be honest. I saw it go down. I didn't stop it. And oh, that's my question. And, I was ask. and uh, before this kid really realized what happened, I uh, he looked at me as he's kind of groggy and rubbing his eyes, and I just looked at him and said. Your mother is going to be so proud of you when you get home today. <laughs> what are you talking about, Mr. Cleffer? Just trust me on this. And then over the course of like the next three weeks, it just it went from dark black to just kind of a lightish gray, and then it finally faded away. Wow. So listeners, God. if you're afraid of getting a tattoo, I've got some there experience go. with seeing oh, Sharpie God. tattoos. Unibrows and beard. Yeah, we can do that. We can we can do that. We can totally uh, do that. Um let's switch it up a little bit. I, I want to talk about before we talk about the panels that we're maybe looking forward to going to, sure. I want to talk about just like some tips. Yeah. Some tips. Um, Beck, you've been to similar things mm-hmm. that we're going to. What are some of the things that you brought away from like you're in a you're in a crowded space? There um, maybe you're doing a lot of walking. You you may or may not um, have the need for bags if you purchase anything. What are some of the things that you've kind of added to your repertoire, the more cons and related events that you've gone to? Always bring a bottle of water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you may get to the opposite end from where the concessions are and you are thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you are you walk so much at yeah. these things. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, always have a bottle of water. And for my husband in particular, we always carry a sweatshirt because mm. he's six eight and weighs, I think at the moment, hundred and eighty five pounds. Yeah. So he's this tall, skinny man. Yeah. With no body fat. So it's like, yeah. bring a sweatshirt, babe. Yeah, yeah. the higher <laughs> altitudes, it gets a little chilly. Altitudes, yeah. Well, and just the air conditioning that's always going in these yeah. big convention right. centers because right. you've got mm. 40,000 people inside. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah, and snacks. Snacks? I always figure you pack mm-hmm. like you no, have a toddler right. with yes. you. You bring something to drink, something to eat, and a sweatshirt. Yeah. And then you're mm-hmm. good. Fair enough. No one gets Fair ready. enough. Okay. All right, yeah. so we got snacks. We got hydration. We got layers. We're used to that on the West Coast. Layers. Eve, what about you? What are, what are some of the, the things that you've kind of learned over the course of your time going to cons and stuff that you've added to your repertoire? Um, comfy shoes mm. and patience. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and bathroom breaks are important. <laughs> 
because there were so many people waiting in the photo op lines. Mm. I think we we didn't wait that long. It was like maybe nearing the two hour mark, and then once it started going, mm. it was over in twenty minutes. Mm. Wow. Um, but the wait. I mean, there was there were people back, like literally doing a dance, and like they're like the bathroom is three quarters of a mile away from me. Mm. I can't get out of this line, or else I'm going to lose my my Mark Hamill photo op for three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> so I I made a point to just be like, what am I doing next? Okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom first, mm. and then yeah. go do the thing. Yeah. So, um, but I will also recommend. So Savannah from the Dorky diva Mm -hmm. she has wrote she has written i think one or two blogs now about tips for first-time celebration goers yeah Mm -hmm. um and i just i gobbled them up Mm. and you can find them by just going to our website at thedorkydiva.com and searching star wars celebration i highly highly recommend and and in fact that's one of the things that our own carl hassler says is bring snacks and pace yourself it can be exhausting so that kind of blends on on what both of you said i totally agree with the comfortable shoes i think that that is a must don't worry about coordination of colors or anything else (laughs) dress comfortable yes um Mm -hmm. i will be all about my nike sneakers don't care if it matches the attire or not yeah uh, Jeremy, what are some of the things mm-hmm. that you've kind of gone, oh, next time I'm going to? Yeah, no, I, I think you guys are all just nailing it. you got to bring food. What I do is I, I make sure I have two pretty huge bottles of water. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I have enough food to, like, have a lunch. Like, it, it sounds, I normally skip lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless I just so happen to be right next to the concessions. I'm like, oh, I can grab lunch. I just go ahead and, and just assume I'm not going to able to get to it mm. uh and, and mm-hmm. that kind of frees me up because i can eat in line or just right. as i'm like i can just step off to the side and have a snack you yeah. know okay yeah. so i i kind of that's one thing i i typically prepare for yeah uh i take a um hard like cardboard cylinder to put posters in yes. or any anything to keep it safe yes um if you're going to the if you're going to celebration and you're like art something you want to get a hold of and you have an idea of like like size of the of the mm-hmm. art of the poster you try to measure out mm-hmm. your cylinder make sure you know you know it fits in your backpack you right. really think through like how yeah. you're packing when you go um i take an accordion file for comic books or for smaller pieces of art put Smart. those in put mm-hmm. those in there um i sometimes will even take like backing and like bags for car for comics right um especially yeah. if i get it signed um, yeah and they don't have it at that vendor right um uh, sometimes I take like plastic Ziploc bags to mm-hmm. put things in and, and just have a few extra, you never know, right. mm-hmm. trash or whatever. Like right. you just, it's good to have those. It's funny. I treat it almost like I'm camp. I'm yep. hiking in the back. I think there's a lot to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, one of the things though, that has been, um, and I'll be honest, it is the thing that has saved my life at these at these conventions i'm with you man is, depends. it's depends <laughs> it's that you can crap and go um, ah. <laughs> it is it is a it's a camp chair it's not like a metal foldable one mm-hmm. but it is a a company called crazy creek some of people just call them crazy creek chairs you can go on amazon type in crazy creek chair mm-hmm. and you'll you'll see what i mean but it's literally this this um fabric mesh you know sometimes it's a it's a pretty hardy material because it's mm-hmm. for yeah being out it's camping. almost like a stadium seat it is yeah. it folds but yeah. you can sit in that and kind of lean back and recline yeah. it. it takes a lot of pressure off your back because yeah. that 
as you're as you're walking and walking, and walking and like just moving, it, it, you want to like give your back a break. Mm-hmm. That chair does it. And there's been a lot of lines I've been in where I've sat down and and sat in that thing, and it's been great. Um, I don't know this celebration. They've changed a lot of the rules. They've been saying a mm-hmm. lot of things. The great thing about the Crazy Creek chair is it folds. You can like attach it to the outside of your backpack or just stuff it into your backpack yeah. if it's big enough and get away with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know so. that the official Star Wars celebration site, which yeah. apparently changes quite often. Um, <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll be a patrons only show. Um, but they have said no, no camping chairs, nothing that's got yes. metal or plastic, but something like this that it works. rolls up. It, yep. it, it gets the job done. I priced them out. Uh, I think I saw some on Amazon that were made by Coleman, yeah. and they were between like ten and, and twelve dollars, depending on what yeah. color yeah. Yeah. you wanted. So I think that that's a great call. Important. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. the like I mentioned, the shoes are great, Jeremy. I love the poster tube idea. Yeah. In fact, I got one yeah. off of Amazon not too long ago, specifically for celebration, and it's it's plastic, but it's it's expandable. So yep. depending on the Those size, it's great. got a strap. Those are great. You may recall when we went to Celebration in Anaheim, mm-hmm. I bought the yes. the Vader print that sits behind me in the studio, which is the centerpiece. Yeah. And that's and I didn't know what to do because I didn't yeah. have a poster tube. We actually I, I carried it out. I held it. I, you unrolled. went all the way back to the hotel. I, I carried it out uh, just flat, hands extended in front of me like a forklift, trying to dodge <laughs> through, <laughs> through Don't touch people me. traffic. Don't I was touch like me. that, right? It yeah. had just been signed. Um I got back to uh the room gingerly laid it down on the yeah. table and then we actually drove to target that night and i bought yeah. some ginormous frame that yeah. i later took back to the store yeah but to get it to get it home <laughs> yeah and yeah, so absolutely. i like that'll never happen again yeah it'll yeah. never happen again i love also your bringing the the smaller accordion file yeah although i'm a little disappointed that you you didn't stop with you bringing an accordion because that would have been amazing <laughs> well, it would have been a lot of fun <laughs> just playing john the williams on the accordion is fun at that with your, point. With your cuff out there just getting coins yeah. that'd be amazing there's lots of little things and and if you've ever been camping hiking um events big yeah. sporting events mm-hmm. just just imagine you're at yeah. one of those and think through what do i need to be the most comfortable yeah and really think through that what are the types of things i want to buy uh you know think through well how will i store that like play it out right. in your mind uh and then and we'll get to panels in a minute but mm-hmm. but i would say you sort of have a plan for your day yeah you know and i would just add the water and the snacks of course are important yeah. i would also add <laughs> i i'm the king of redundancies and backups i have backups yeah. for my backups you you have to and so bring phone chargers bring the portable have chargers to. have to bring mm-hmm. for those of you that are have things where you load new batteries in there bring more batteries i mean the worst yeah. thing ever the second worst thing ever is to have your recorder die during the middle of an interview or something the worst Ooh. thing is what yeah. i did is i forgot to hit record at the beginning of the interview one time but um <laughs> 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 was that? Um, <laughs> but, but here's the other thing, uh, bring, bring Sharpies. Yep. You ran into Pablo Hidalgo. Yep. Um, of course I ran into Dave and, um, <laughs> no one, no one's surprised about that, uh, but they, they're, they're out on the show floor. They're out there. They're looking at art. Walking they're around. looking at, at the exhibitors just like you and I are. They typically hit it in the morning, like before yep. it gets super crazy. So. And, and I will say, I will say, mm. here's, here's my thing, I guess, is, I love it when I can get someone to autograph my Star Wars Celebration badge. Yeah. So bring a bring a Sharpie that's got a contrasting color that'll pop with that yeah. badge. They make yeah. some great silver or gold metallic ones. Yeah. Those will pop. Those are great. And then I would also say for those of you that want to go to the official Celebration merchandise store. Oof. Yeah. Go ahead and tell your story about that one. <laughs> well, I, 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 the first time Anaheim, yeah. I went uh, with 
one of our former writers for the yeah. for the site, Grant, and we were in line for almost two hours. Yeah, and it was it, it was an hour. We counted. It was it was seventy eight minutes. I don't know why yeah. I remember yeah. seventy eight minutes before we even got into the store. Yeah. Whoa. It is. It's horrible. It, it was horrible, and and you need to. Whoa. And it goes back. So I would just. It goes back to kind of what is your philosophy going in? Yeah. And and I would say it's this weird line you have to walk. I think you have to have an idea of what you want to do, mm-hmm. like that day. Like okay, I'm going to do these things, right. but give yourself the freedom to change course if you want to. Yeah. And and just mm. and it's because I think if you say I'm doing these things today, if you you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't right. have crowds and, and just right. how you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you try to hold too closely to it, like a schedule, it can really bum you out if you can't meet those goals you have for totally. yourself. Yeah. At the same time, mm-hmm. have an idea where you need to be mm-hmm. and you can plan around that. And I, I spent a lot of time, obviously, with Devin at, at these celebrations, but Carl was wonderful because we were able to kind of say, okay, what's our goals today? What do you want to go see? Right. You know, here's what I want to go see. Okay, we'll be apart this time, but we'll meet at this time. Like we kind of planned it out, and, yeah. and we just kept in touch, you know, through text, and and that was great. And so have a plan, but don't like like bond yourself to it to the point where it, it sort of ruins your day. Uh, give yourself some freedom. And, mm-hmm. and I will say also, you know, one of the things they I don't think that they were doing it in Anaheim, but certainly they were doing it in Orlando, and they're going to do it again this year in Chicago. If for whatever reason you can't get into the panel you want to see, yeah. There are other halls that are showing it on the screen. Yes. Don't don't be afraid to go to that. And quite frankly, we've sat in lines while we've watched yes. other panels on our devices. Yep. So don't yep. be afraid to go like, you know what? I'm not going to get in. It's not going to wreck my day. I'm going to watch the live stream, and I'm also going to get ahead because I'm going to sit in the line for the next panel. Yeah. And yeah. and there are – and we're, we're about to talk about panels. Yeah. Like, I, it's always keep in mind – if you miss one, don't worry. Yeah. There are some amazing things going on. Yeah. Go find another one. Yeah. Like Just pull yeah. the fire alarm, place a clear out. No, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, well, let, let's, let's kind of pivot yeah. a little bit and yeah. let's look at Star Wars Celebration Chicago and just kind of looking. We don't need to go obviously into each and every panel, but just some of the things. If you, if you had an opportunity to go to, but let's start with, with Friday. Thursday, it, things are kicking off, but just kind of opening ceremonies. There, there's nothing really happening. I think they're going to have some uh, Phantom Menace things going on. It's a chance to go on the floor, check out the vendors, the exhibitors. That is a great day to go to the celebration shop. Yeah. That's a great day. Go get your celebration Chicago coffee mug, T-shirt, whatever you want to get that's got that logo on there. And then don't go anywhere near Don't go there the again. The rest of the time. Yeah. Just don't do it. All right, let's look at Friday's schedule. They've got a, a ton of things going on. I love this. One of the things that they've continued to do well, that's expand their offerings. Yeah, and, and I think that's great. Some of it is put on by people in the industry. Some of it, some of these panels are actually put on by fans, which I think is fantastic mm-hmm. that they've branched out in that. Eve, let, let me go to you first. I, I'm assuming that the big one for Friday, that all 300,000 people that are going to be there saying, I want to go to the episode nine panel. If you can't go to the episode nine panel, Eve, what's kind of your backup plan? Uh, A photo op with Paul Bettany. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's going (laughs) to probably happen anyway. (laughs) Who's knocking on my door this time of night? It's me, Mr. Bettany. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Assuming I have his room, which case. Let's pivot to that. Let's just put a pause in the panel thing and and talk about photo ops really quick. You've you've had photo ops before. What are some tips Mm -hmm. for people that want to get photo ops with some of the folks within the Star Wars galaxy? (laughs) Uh. 
go into it with a realistic approach that it's all in. You are standing next to that celebrity for three to five seconds. Wow. That's it. Wow. There is no, there's no, there's no like actual communication with them. There's no, oh my gosh, I love your work. You, that, if you want to talk to them, get an autograph. Mm. That's where you can go up to their booth, put the thing that you want signed down in front of them and then communicate for like two to three minutes, which doesn't sound like much, but it's still way the F longer than three to five Mm. seconds. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like my Mark Hamill photo op was, you know, an hour and 45 minutes worth of waiting and then five seconds worth of just smile. And they are (laughs) very, yeah, they're, they're. The, both the conventions that I've dealt with, they're very abrasive people mm. that are taking the photos and coordinating everything. Yeah. And the celebrities are just kind of statues at that sure. point. They're just like, wrap my arm around you, smile, next. Wow. So I think go in with realistic expectations. It's going to cost a lot of money. You get a photo and and kind of an experience <laughs> that you will look fondly back on. Yeah, well, I think that's so, so important to know, though, that it, it, it's not yeah. this meet and greet yeah. time where you're just like, right. oh, <laughs> let's grab Mr. Betney, this is a, yeah, you know, let me tell you about my aunt's cat and all that stuff. It, it's, <laughs> no, it's yeah. If you get to say hi, that's about it. Um, let me ask you this because yeah. I know that this will come up and it might be different from um, con to celebration, all that stuff. But do they allow you to take a selfie with your camera, or is it just you're paying for the one photo, you're in and you're out, and that's it? Oh, you have to put all of your belongings at both of the the cons I went to. The one was with Mark Hamill, and the other one was with Henry Cavill, mm. who was Superman. Uh, that he was actually way better than mark like he made eye contact and smiled and said words to me that i don't remember because i was too (laughs) flustered but it's superman (laughs) yeah it's my fave and but you have to take you know your backpacks or whatever you have on you and your phone and sit it in a tiny little like cubby Mm. off to the side before even walking towards them wow and then when you loop around you just pull out the little bin and grab your belongings and go wow so it's I mean, so transactional. Yeah. It is. It's yeah, so it's very clinical. Yeah. It makes wow. me sad. Kind of need a shower now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're going to go for Paul Bettany. Let, let's pretend that for whatever reason yeah. we can't get into the episode nine panel. Dave doesn't return yeah. my call. Um, <laughs> like that would happen. <laughs> um, and, and whatever the Wi-Fi's down. Okay, we, we can't see oh. the stream. What are some other things that look appetizing to you on the Star Wars Celebration Friday list? Bex, what what comes to mind for for you that looks somewhat appealing? I want to go to the Star Wars Tiki mashup. Okay, say more because even I were talking about this. So, well, yes. Jason and I collect tiki mugs, so I think it'd be really fun <laughs> to go and see what sort of sort of Star Wars tiki mashup they come up with i mean if they've got like a darth vader tiki mug for sale i guarantee it's coming home with wow like yes it it has to be part of my collection right so that would be really okay to go see that's outstanding yeah that would be really fun and then i also saw there is go back above the episode nine See if I can find what it's called. The uh, Meet the Star Wars costuming groups. Mm. Where oh. that would be so cool. Because I'm a seamstress, <laughs> yeah. I would love to be able to talk to That'd other people awesome who make their yeah. own costumes. Yeah. 
because costuming is something I'd love to get into, but it's a completely different realm mm. of sewing than what mm. I do. Yeah. So to be able to talk to people who build these amazing costumes. Yeah would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I I can see you really appreciating that and absolutely just eating that up. That, that's a yeah. good call. And I think I could convince Jason to go with me. <laughs> yeah, but you can also go with the guys if he wants to. I mean, I mean he could, but, yeah. you know. But, you know, why would he? <laughs> why would he? <laughs> Jeremy, how about you? Yeah, I think, well, sister shows, Sky Talkers. Sky Talkers uh, is, is going to be going on. It's happening. So mm-hmm. if I can't get in episode nine, I'll probably bop over there and try to try to – weasel my way in to, to hear them do their show um the vader immortal vr series yeah. panel is really yeah. interesting to me yeah. because i think that's definitely mm-hmm. the way of of right. things mm-hmm. and the i'm not exceptionally passionate about it because i think it's a little bit of an unknown yeah. you know so uh, i am com- i find it compelling it's at 1 30 on friday but I, I think i would love to to sit in on the 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 lucas um like the the lucasfilm publishing yeah. Uh, panel, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the time of that. I think it's later in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's at 4.45 to 5.45. So that's one of the ones later in the day. But I, I, that's definitely on my schedule. I want to I go see that. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm pretty open uh, mm-hmm. to what's going on. If, if, if I'm with a group and they're like, let's go to, you know, here Timothy's on at 3.45, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, you know, I'll go along <laughs> with that. Um, because actually... Uh, Timothy Zahn is he. The times I've seen him, he's wonderful. He mm. he adds a little bit of commentary. He does a little bit of like, well, here's what I would do if I was going to tell a story about yeah. this. Yeah. And mm. it's he's, mm. I, you know, I'm I'm not a huge fan of his most recent book yeah. um, of, of you know Thrawn. Uh, I do like the first one in that series. I love his you know his work from the Legends era. Yeah. Um, but he's really an interesting guy to to listen to because he has a wonderful mind for telling stories within Star Wars. Mm. Uh, if that's something you're interested in, I think it's worth checking out. Yeah, so, that's a good call. So those are the ones that hop up, you know, kind of show up for me. What, yeah. what about you, Devin? Yeah, for sure. At at high noon, I'll be checking out our our sister show, Sky Talkers Podcast, on the pod stage. I, here's the other one that rings true for me. I mean, there's so many great things uh, that I'll be bummed that I can't uh, yeah, attend. Yeah. But I think for me. Um, all wings report in one thirty to two fifteen. Oh, the military of Star oh, Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I think I, mm. I'm obligated to go to that show as a historian. So I, I I will definitely take a look at that. I, Bex, I'm depending on you to fill me in on what happens in the costuming one, <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and then make me a costume. Um, <laughs> We, we've got our friends at Tarkin's Ooh. Top Shelf that'll yes, also be on the yes. podcast podcast stage later. That's at two in the afternoon. And, you know, looking uh, kind of down the road for later that night, I, <laughs> I I think what's kind of cool is because it's the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace, and I know this is going to be a popular one, but David Collins is back. Oh, yeah. Who used to do uh, his his show on, I believe, Full of Sith, if I'm not mistaken. He's, I think he did some stuff with Full of Sith. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he has incredible insight into the music of Star Wars. So there oh. is at three thirty to four thirty the music of Star Wars, the oh, Phantom okay. Menace oh. with David Collins. So I, I would love to be able to to sneak in on on that one. And there's also um, listen, Star Wars fans and unmistakably Star Wars listeners at uh, Friday four p.m. to five thirty p.m. Speed dating, speed dating. I take back what I said <laughs> earlier. Oh, I'm going wait. to speed dating. Wait, when is that? That is. <laughs> 
Why do you want to know? I, well, it's, I saw it at like <laughs> seven. It's uh, seven thirty to nine. Uh, it's also at four to five thirty on Friday. <laughs> so maybe if it goes well in the first round, you move on to the bonus round. I noticed they have a location <laughs> speed dating room. Yeah, it's an entire room dedicated to speed dating. Uh, I kind of want a live stream. Uh, I kind of want to take off the wedding ring and have a live stream. <laughs> okay. I want to keep the wedding ring wow. on and have a live stream. Is that better, Bex? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gosh. Seems awkward. <laughs> I think it sounds awesome. Moving on to Saturday. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Those that get a rose Friday night at the speed dating room. All right, yeah, let's take a look at Saturday. Oh, Bex. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things going on on Saturday, right? They've had a couple things going on Saturday. <laughs> uh, um, clearly, the biggest one for Saturday is is at high noon. And that is, of course, happening at the podcast stage yes. with this uh, little podcast known as Unmistakably Star Wars. Y'all need to be there. Mm. Yeah, listen, y'all not only need to be there, but you need to be among the first <laughs> there because we've got... Things are going to happen. We've got some limited edition... Art giveaways what? for the first fifty folks to get there. <gasps> what? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Yep. It's do I count? Um, <laughs> to be determined. To be determined. We'll see. Uh, uh, Does Jason count? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Eve, what about you? When it comes to Saturday, other than being part of the USW crew on the pod stage, what what's kind of tickling your fancy? So Saturday, I kind of. Went with the mentality, like you had talked about some of the interviews that we are going to have after yes, our podcast yes. stage appearance. So I really, I hate to admit this, I kind of just glossed over Saturday. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. Well, and I think that this is another important thing. Like, it, it is overwhelming. There are a lot of people, and and there will oh. be ups and downs. And pacing yourself, as Carl said, is important. And I think, look, it's totally okay for from one introvert to any introverts that are listening. It's okay just to, like, go back to the hotel room and recharge for a while. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. It, like, do not feel yeah. like there's shame in that or that you're going to somehow miss yeah. something. Um, that <laughs> will probably actually get you further mileage than just trying to get it out. Bex, anything popping up for you on Saturday morning or afternoon? Yeah, well, there's another Lego. Yeah, <laughs> there's, but yeah. it's during our podcast time, so mm. I won't be going to that. Then you really won't be getting any of the fifty limited pieces. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun looking at all of these things. This is my first time really checking out everything. They have a droids and animatronics panel. Yeah, which would be really cool yeah. to go sit and listen yeah. to. Yeah, because I love oh, wait. animatronics, so that would be cool. S- Sorry, I just saw the galaxy-wide premiere of Star yeah, Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Okay, that one. It's <laughs> at one thirty. Yeah, one thirty. Yes, uh, so you'll be that's that's doable. Leaving the pod stage <laughs> and, and rushing, yes. running over. That, of course, is the the video game that's due out. Um, I, I will also say that I, I'm sure it's going to happen again this year. But one yeah. of the things that Reed Pop slash Lucasfilm did wonderfully with at Orlando was they had a kids room. Oh, they did. And mm-hmm. they had Jedi training for your kids. They had arts and crafts the kids could do. And it was something where you could just kind of sit off to the side and, and the people would, like, take care of your kids. Like, don't leave your kids there. But you can, yeah. like, say, okay, you know, mommy and daddy will be yeah. over there at the speed dating table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something that I think looks amazing at 345 in the afternoon on Saturday is – Doug Chang Masterclass. Bring your sketchbooks and learn some art and technique of designing for Star Wars. That's going to be a cool one. I'm horrible at drawing, and that sounds so appealing to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds so appealing Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there's also just like um, just there's this, some of the smaller ones like Star Wars University stage has at 245. And for educators, this is a fascinating one. Star yeah. Wars RPGs, online streaming, yeah. in the middle school classroom. Yeah. Um, I've always believed the role-playing game could be introduced in the classroom in Absolutely. some really unique ways. Absolutely. It's such a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to go to that one just because of, of my job and what I do as an educator. Um, I'm also, you know, like you said, obviously the video game stuff um, is there. Um, Funko has a... As a uh, yes. as something at five forty five, yeah, and and I mean, um, <laughs> but one of the ones that's really interesting to me is if you saw the documentary on Netflix, the toys that made us, mm. um, they're going to do yeah. a part two of that, yeah, uh, and that's wow, in the evening. Cool. That's from six to seven. I, I, from what I understood. They had so much footage, so much stuff yeah. that they couldn't fit it into that one episode, and so they've re, you know, reworked some of that into yeah. a, a new episode. I think they're going to be focusing on some of the the latter stuff, not necessarily the Kenner stuff, but mm-hmm. stuff yeah. that happened later. And so, if you enjoyed that, I think that would be something worth uh, checking out. And in fact, they've got a Kenner from Concept. Model to com- to collectible, excuse me, at four thirty five thirty. I will also say, friend of the pod, Stephen Ward will be there. They yeah. will be actually selling copies of their brand new books, Engineering and Empire. Oh, that's cool. They went and gathered interviews, schematics, photos of the original Kenner toy designers. Oh, wow! And wow. have this fantastic hardcover book, and they're going to have some for sale there. So, by all means, we will of course have Stephen back on on the pod, but track him down, Engineering yeah. and Empire. I uh, can't say that. Mm. Devin, I, did you see the the thing on Saturday night? I'm sure Speed we'll probably dating? be. No. Oh. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> it is a wind to shake the stars, the legacy of Brian, Brian Daly and the Star Wars radio Oh, dramas. I will have to go to that. I, I really think I'm mm. going to try to make that. I will have to go um, to that. That yeah. has a special place in our hearts yeah. early on. And yeah. unmistakably, Star Wars, we did the vintage recap yeah. stuff. <laughs> we even have a video on YouTube <laughs> of, of doing that show. And, yeah. Uh, that's really compelling. And if you're not familiar with Brian Daly, my goodness, mm. uh, some of the stuff he's done is just staggering. Yeah. So good. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a good call in there. And if you haven't listened to the NPR radio drama, you should go check that out yeah. from your local library yeah. or a dark web near you. Um, <laughs> 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 all right, let's take a quick look at Sunday. Sunday is, is being billed as Mandalorian yeah. Sunday. Got to go to that. Got yeah. to go to that. Um, some other things that are uh, somewhat appealing on here, though. Bex, anything calling out to you? Well, there's the vintage Canadian collectible. Barb the Canadian will no <laughs> doubt be there. <laughs> She'll be yes, there. Yes. Um. yes, they're giving away maple syrup, I hear. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's a, like goodness. There's some good stuff. Um, you have uh, where is it? Obviously the podcast stage, but but Doug Chang's back. Uh, he talking about designing, mm-hmm. but he's specifically going to be talking about episode one design, mm. and that's at one fifteen, so a little bit after lunch. Uh, again, you're seeing this thread through celebration, focusing on episode one. Little, yeah. it's, it's kind of this, yeah, which is scattering throughout, yeah. which is is a lot of fun. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, for those of you that are extroverts and like the interactive <laughs> stuff, they have the bounty hunt going yeah, on from one to do. three and you can get clues, go wild throughout there looking for clues throughout the convention hall. And I'm, oh, I'm assuming fun. come up with, with the prize. So that, yeah. that's kind of cool fun. as well. Not as cool as speed dating, but nonetheless, um, <laughs> they maybe have that's one, part of it. uh, called behind the scenes of the cantina. Yes. Which that would be really cool yes. to see 
behind the scenes, never before yeah. seen, um, yeah. you know, footage and FX artists. and Absolutely. That would be really fun. And then Sunday at 1.30 to 2.30 on the Star Wars University stage, good friend of the pod, Delilah S. Dawson, will yes. be doing Star Wars author track. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend um, going to that one. Um, I got to tell you, by the time I get to this point in, in my yep. weekend, I'm, I'm going to be pretty tired. Yeah, I think Sunday for me, after The Mandalorian, I'm going to start letting off the gas a little bit. Yeah. And that's when I'm going to really try to be connecting with people, mm-hmm. sitting down for some nice meals, you know, just enjoying kind of the as you move into the twilight of the celebration. That l- Sunday afternoon moving into that Sunday evening, uh, that's when I'm kind of like, okay, I'm not going to go 100 miles an hour anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, my, it might be an early evening for me. You know, there is something coming on tv that evening mm, i heard rumors of this. <laughs> so, speaking of coming full <laughs> circle uh so um game of thrones i believe will be sunday night is that right eve is sunday yes. night yeah so um yes. i might be letting off the gas back in the hotel room to watch some game of thrones but mm. um you know there is there's still good stuff i mean you have prop stuff lightsaber stuff i mean going mm. all through into the afternoon into the evening yeah. sunday so eve meet and greet with paul bettany or game of thrones <laughs> premiere you can only choose one Oh my gosh, Game of Thrones premiere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Not what I thought she was going to wow, say. Oh, me neither. I mean, yeah. you can I, always, Well, because you can record it. I yeah, I know, but I can meet Paul at a different convention. <laughs> for like a Marvel yeah. property yeah. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be okay. Star Wars. And I honestly, I like him more as Vision from the MCU versus dryden like i love dryden but i mean he was so short-lived mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well he's no jay peterman anyway we'll be back to wrap <laughs> no, things up not. right after this we're not done yet <laughs> jeremy you've been hard at work on this little thing we like to call prequels <laughs> And a pint. <laughs> you know, while we were doing this episode tonight, yeah. I published a new video. Is that right? Yeah. You're so for those of you that. that don't know, that just listen to the audio side of yeah. Unmistakably Star Wars, yeah. uh, Devin and I sit down and pretend to drink beer. We do. I actually have a new fix for that, like oh. I, to make it really look like beer. We film. <laughs> we film where we teach. Yeah. So we actually use part yeah. of Devin's room and try to convert into yeah. what it looks like. We a tried borrowing beer from the students, but that didn't go so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, yeah, they, they drink much harder stuff. They do yeah. not beer. <laughs> um, so we, we are basically what we're doing is yeah. there's this YouTube series. That's going to last a while, but yep. we're yep. watching the phantom menace and eventually all the prequels scene by scene and just commenting on it, commenting on how we felt when we saw it originally, but yeah. how it's changed for us over, in this case, 20 years. And and we're just it, really having a lot of fun, yeah. uh, you know, looking back and also just seeing where we're at with the, with the movies now and specifically The Phantom Menace. So uh, we just dropped a video called, you know, we titled, you know, Is the Phantom Menace quotable? Mm. And we just talk about <laughs> the lines in the Phantom Menace and is it, does it stand up? Does it stand the test of time, but it also right, does it right. stand up to all the, the other stuff? So they're real short videos, yeah. five minutes basically. Yeah, and uh, so if you want to go along with this journey that we're, we're on and hop on the YouTube train and, and uh, have a watch. So absolutely. And yeah. in fact, 
you're dropping a couple episodes a week. You yeah, Monday, Mondays Friday. And, Fridays. Yeah. and then our, our patrons are not only getting mm-hmm. those early, but they're getting some bonus content. They are. That doesn't go to the general public as well. I have a bloopers video I'm, I'm working on. <laughs> and uh, so of, that'll be uh, coming yes. out. And yes. then uh, we have a, uh, <laughs> the topic is... Um, you know, adventure in the in the in the Phantom Menace is yeah. our special Patreon video yeah. that will be coming out later. Yeah, uh, so much month. fun. So, yeah, I, I love the love the series. Uh, e, what's going on in terms of USW? In terms of celebration and bringing those things yes. together, like <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, my fave. Uh, you mentioned earlier, but just to reiterate, the first fifty guests that we will receive at podcast stage when it's go time will receive special swag bags, yeah. and yeah. you guys definitely don't want to miss them. Devin has been working incredibly hard, and I will not say any more about that. But on top of that, other USW team members will be handing out additional freebies like stickers, pins, goodies like that. So you definitely don't want to miss our show on Saturday, April 13th at noon. Lastly, and as always, we love hearing from you. So if you have any questions or comments that you would like featured about this show or any of the others, please feel free to drop us a line. And you can do that at unmistakablystarwars at gmail.com or leaving a message on the studio hotline at 929-525-1977. Awesome. Yeah, listen, we've got, uh, I don't know, we've got, I don't know, eight different stickers, eight different designs. Awesome. We've got <laughs> six so different designs for patches including some very very limited edition star wars celebration chicago patches with a special design we've got limited edition prints from officially licensed disney artists that we're giving it's away it's incredible uh it's yep. it's pretty crazy yep. it's pretty in fact there's a rumor that next year it's going to be called unmistakably star wars celebration wow. because <laughs> we're, we're, we're taking it over oh, we're taking it over um <laughs> Listen, listen to that. Um, of course, Jeremy touched on the fact that our patrons get exclusive content. They also get some other stuff. And in, in addition to getting exclusive prequels in a pint, they get exclusive audio with our series Wild Space. We're also giving away an audiobook this year. We're giving away Queen's Shadow audiobook. And then we'll Very be giving cool. away some uh, digital mm-hmm. copies of some Marvel comics later this month. That's each and every month. That's crazy. It's a good deal. Yeah. And, and our yeah. patrons that uh, have actually been with us for a while, they just received in the mail... Uh, some limited edition prints as well. It's crazy. Just because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just because. We just love people. It, it's true. We yeah. do. It's a big hug. We're going <laughs> to hug a tree and eat some granola after this. Yeah. Well, we are in the Bay Area. That's <laughs> all we do. Grab your Birkenstocks and tie-dye, Jeremy. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, we want to thank our patrons, which, of course, without your generosity, we could not do this. So thank you, Brandon Boylan, Esther B., Jim Capron, Derek DuVernay, Dave Hackerson, Michelle Grandine, Matthew Keegan, brand new to our patron List is Chris Letty. Welcome, Chris. Steve Long, Neil Lowry, Mario Piper, Kyle Russell, Regina Sanders, Connie She, Aaron Sinner, Chris Smolensky. It's easy for me to say. Franklin Taylor, Rick Villanueva, Michael Ward, and Amy Wishman. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you who are so generous to contribute to this podcast. We appreciate all of your generosity. Once again, this episode brought to you by Total Custom Patches, the official patch and sticker provider for Unmistakably Star Wars. Total Custom Patches. Total solutions for your patch needs. And I, I would assume also your sticker needs, too, I would assume, since they yeah, do well. stickers as well. Yeah. <laughs> Learn more at TotalCustomPatches.com. We will not only see you here in the Digital Docking Bay next week, my little tauntauns, but listen, if you are going to Celebration, 
We want to connect. We want to connect. We want to connect. So make sure that you're hitting us up on the Twitter, and we will probably have um, some random giveaways throughout throughout the weekend yeah. as well. It, who knows? Anything is possible. And uh, don't forget that the grand prize uh, is up to a, a ride in Carl's van as well. Yeah, that's so special. That, that is wow. so special. Wow. So special. <laughs> yeah. Does he know about that? I don't think so. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. good. That's all good. Cool. He, flows with he goes with the flow. That's going to do it for this week, Mother of Tauntauns. We'll see you next time in the digital docking bay. And until then, may the force be with you. Unmistakably Star Wars is a member of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. Explore more great content and get to know our sister shows at WeAreEscapePods.com and on Twitter at WeAreEscapePods. The Star Wars Escape Pods Network, promoting positivity in fandom.